Hello and welcome to the Peter Mackay Motorsport Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. Um, I am back from Daytona after an incredible uh, weekend, an amazing experience getting to meet so many great drivers, team owners and see a fantastic race um, play out over uh, 24 hours at the most incredible location at the Daytona International uh, Speedway. I was very fortunate to be in the media centres in interviewing a lot of the drivers when they came out of the car either after their first stints and also to the race winners when they came out of the car at the end of the race. So it was an absolute privilege and I was really lucky to be able to capture a number of interviews for the podcast while I was there. If you haven't checked them out already, you can do. You can look at the whole bank of episodes on www.petermckaymotorsport.com forward slash podcast. You can get them on there or via your podcast uh, provider as well. Most of them you'll be able to find our, our show on Apple Podcasts, um, Podbean, Stitcher, Podcast Addict, you name it, you should be able to, to get it there. But today we're going to have a change of pace. We had lots of sports car stuff, lots of IMSA stuff last week. This week we're going to talk about MotoGP. We're getting, we're, we've got over New Year and we're now heading towards, full steam ahead, towards the start of the MotoGP season at the end of March. Still about eight weeks to go, but already the, the life has kicked off in the MotoGP paddock because this year is a big, big year for MotoGP because every single factory rider, apart from Marc Marquez, is out of contract at the end of this year. So we're expecting a big, what we call silly season, um, to, to take place and lots of riders to move around. But Yamaha have decided um, they would like to um, have it a little bit their own way. And actually this week just passed, Yamaha have tried to break the internet because they have come out with one a major announcement after the other. So in this episode, we're going to talk all about the announcements that they have made and the repercussions and the consequences of those announcements. Now, the first one was probably the least surprising. On the 28th of January, Yamaha announced that Maverick Vinales would be signing for the team for the 2021 and 2022 season. So his current contract runs out at the end of this season in 2020, but they've already booked him up for the next two years after that. Now, um, Maverick Vinales has already been with Yamaha for three seasons, so that would, by the end of that contract, take him up to six. So already really getting established within the Yamaha movie star team. Now, Maverick Vinales has come along under quite a little bit of criticism over the years, where perhaps not performing as well as he might have liked um, while at Yamaha. He's been incredibly quick during testing, can produced some incredible pace uh, during qualifying, but often has struggled in races, particularly in the early stages of the races, when he's on cold tyres uh, and a full tank of fuel, particularly the extra weight of the full tank of fuel, he's really dropped back early in races and would charge back to the front in the early, in the later stages of the race. But often by then, the leaders bolted and, and they're, they're away off into the distance. So... 
Um, Maverick Vinales, he's had his, had a few question marks around him, but clearly Yamaha have got enough information. They know they'll have so much more data and information on how good a rider Maverick really is and how much is his ability on the bike or and how much is the actual ability of the motorcycle he is riding. And it is well documented that Yamaha have not had the quality and the performance from the bike that they would truly desire. So they've obviously seen enough in their data that to be able to put their faith in Maverick Vinales for the next, well, basically for the next three seasons, the three seasons they're going to have Maverick Vinales, the number 12, on their bike. Now, we'll come on to the reasons why they've decided to make this announcement so early later on, um, but there is there is a lot of reasons why the Yamaha team have decided to lock down their lineup so quickly. Now, the bigger announcement came just one day later. I don't think when so many people were expecting after such a big announcement with Maverick Vinales on the 28th of January, on the 29th of January, I don't think anyone was quite expecting what was coming next because Yamaha announced that Fabio Quartararo, last year's rookie sensation, who won the Rookie of the Year title by a long, long way last season and was the only rider to consistently challenge Marc Marquez all season. And he did so in his first year in MotoGP and on a satellite bike and oh, uh, with a team that were brand new to the MotoGP paddock. Quite an extraordinary story. And also... Fabio Quartararo, when he came into the MotoGP paddock, there actually a special rule was created to allow him to join the Moto3 category at the age of 15, when the previous age um, age uh, restriction had been from 16 years old and up. But um, Emilio Alzamora, the king of arranging rules to suit the riders that he manages, uh, was able to arrange that so that Fabio could could come into the series early. The, however, he was brought into the series as a double Spanish champion at that point as well. So that's worth bearing in mind. But Fabio Quartararo, though, coming in with much fanfare, he had a really hard time in, in the junior classes in Moto3 uh, and in, in Moto2 and jumped between a number of different teams and never really looked like um, delivering on the promise that he'd, he'd given in his earlier career in the Spanish Championship. Um, and as I've said many times in the podcast before, talking about Quartararo, I must be honest, when uh, in the middle of the 2018 season, when Fabio Quartararo was announced as the rider who would get onto these brand new Petronas Yamaha M1 satellite bikes, I did think that that was slightly strange because um, you know, Fabio Quartararo had had a difficult season in Moto2. He'd managed to get two wins, but the rest of the results were very erratic and, and inconsistent. And I must be honest, I've said it, said it at the time and I'll say it now, I was not sure if it was the right call. And I'm sure I wouldn't be alone in that. But Fabio Quartararo this year, in 2019, has, was absolutely exceptional and proved many, many people, including me, wrong. And I was delighted to be proved wrong because he's, his riding style is so uh, so exciting. He rides the bike in a very similar way, uh, certainly visually to Mark Marquez, shoulders and elbows on the ground and things like that. But Yamaha engineers apparently say that he's actually using a similar style to Jorge Lorenzo, although it doesn't visually look like that with his body movements, but perhaps Perhaps uh, in, in finer detail, he's closer to Lorenzo. And certainly Lorenzo is somebody who uh, was able to get plenty of pace out of the Yamaha motorcycle. So, of course, Vinales 
being confirmed in the factory Yamaha team and then Quartararo being confirmed in the factory Yamaha team for 2021 and 2022, that means that there are no more no more rooms left at the inn for our 41-year-old pal Valentino Rossi. Or sorry, we'll turn 41 next month, I should, I should say. Now, Valentino Rossi uh, has been asked about the future of his career on many occasions. In fact, during 2019, he really suffered one of his toughest seasons since coming back to Yamaha in 2013. So he's oft, he said very clearly that he will make the decision about continuing or not in MotoGP in the first half of 2020. Now, in years gone by, decide most most rider movements were usually confirmed or agreed after the summer break, usually when the teams came back to Bruno in the middle of August. That would be when announcements would or deals would start to be signed and announcements would be start to be made a couple of weeks later. Nowadays, here we are, we're still eight weeks to the start of the season, maybe even longer actually, and we already have the factory Yamaha team sewn up, done, signed. And that is just an incredible set uh, of circumstances. So, of course, that happening, Yamaha feel that we'll get, again, we'll get onto the reasons of why they made this decision too early uh, in a while. But clearly, Rossi, um, you know, he, he now ha no longer has a seat at the factory Yamaha team. However, um, after the announcement uh, of Vinales and Quattro signing for the factory Yamaha team, Valentino Rossi himself um, uh, released this step statement here, which I will read for you now. For reasons dictated by the riders' market, Yamaha asked me at the beginning of the year to make a decision regarding my future. Consistent with what I said during the last season, I confirmed that I didn't want to rush any decision and needed more time. Yamaha has acted accordingly and concluded the ongoing negotiations. It is clear that after the last technical changes and with the arrival of my new crew chief, my first goal is to be competitive this year and to continue my career as a MotoGP rider also in 2021. Important part there. Before doing so, I need to have some answers that only the track and the first few races can give me. I'm happy that, should I decide to continue, Yamaha is ready to support me in all respects giving me a factory specification bike and a factory contract. In the first test, I will do my best to do a good job together with my team and be ready for the start of the season. So very telling there, he's stating that he's intending to carry on in 2021, although the, he needs to make that decision for, for certain over the first few months of the season but also saying that should he wish to continue, Yamaha have assured him of a factory specification bike and a factory contract. So basically what that would mean in MotoGP, uh, there is only two factory team bikes available. Three bike teams are not allowed in the MotoGP rules. So that would mean that Valentino Rossi would have to ride for a satellite team. Now at the moment, that satellite team is the Sepang SRT uh, Petronas Yamaha team. Now, that wouldn't be a bad place to be at all because both Fabio Quartararo and Franco Morbidelli on those bikes last year were absolutely exceptional. Although Quartararo got most of the headlines, Franco Morbidelli put together an exceptional season as well, finishing in the top six on a number of 
occasions. So that wouldn't be a bad place to be. But of course, this opens a can, up a can of worms of will that <laughs> of what how that satellite team might look uh, with Valentino Rossi being involved in it. There's talk of VR46 teams. There's talk of all sorts of different things that could happen. Of course, it's very much in the interest of the MotoGP Championship to have Valentino Rossi involved. You just have to go to any MotoGP race you like, regardless of the country it's in, and the sheer level of Valentino Rossi fans wearing his merchandise from head to toe gives you a big reason of how much um, how much money and value he brings to the sport. However, I, I see it... I have I have a, a, a quite a, a firm view on this. I think that MotoGP now has to prepare and has to be ready for the sport without Valentino Rossi. Now we've had superstars like him before. We've had Barry Sheen. We've had Giacomo Agostini. We've had Mike Halewood. Now, of course, these are all these are guys are, you know, racing forty years ago. But we have we we have had superstars in the past. Probably nobody on the scale uh, of Valentino Rossi, but. Uh, certainly the the sport has it lived before Valentino Rossi and it will live again afterwards w will there be a few painful years quite possibly the one thing that you can the one thing that will recover the situation once Valentino Rossi decides to retire is all to do with the like always in any sport it's the quality of the spectacle and that is the good side of this news okay the bad news is Valentino Rossi is not going to be in the full factory Yamaha team that's guaranteed now but the man that is replacing him Fabio Quartararo has been picked as the guy to stand up to 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 Mark Marquez uh, and he did so on a number of occasions last year in just his first year in the championship so I think uh, if he stays fit and healthy and he continues to develop with the Yamaha bike and it improves in speed, we're gonna. I think we're going to see a great rivalry between Marc Marquez and Fabio Quartararo as well. Now, this was, these were three pretty big uh, announcements uh, that hit us, but Yamaha weren't finished. They had one more uh, big announcement to make, and that was with Jorge Lorenzo. And I, sh I shall read out this uh, this announcement for you now and this was this was again from Jorge Lorenzo himself so this is the this is the caption Jorge Lorenzo Yamaha factory racing test rider I'm very happy with the decision to join the Yamaha factory test team I was always planning on staying involved in MotoGP and returning to the paddock and I think this is a suitable role for me I know the team and the M1 Yamaha well the Yamaha really suited my riding style and it will be very interesting to meet up with my old bike again. Returning to Yamaha brings with it some good memories. We secured many podiums and victories and three world titles together. So we know where our strengths lie. I want to thank Yamaha for this opportunity because this allows me to do what I love, riding motorbikes and pushing the limit, whilst enjoying a slightly calmer lifestyle than I did in previous years. I'm very motivated to get to work and can't wait to start riding. I want to do my best for Yamaha's future and I hope my riding experience will be helpful to Yamaha's engineers and riders to bring the title back to Yamaha. So Jorge Lorenzo, although he made his retirement from the sport at the end of last year, he hasn't stayed, been able to stay away long and he will be the factory test rider for Yamaha going forward. Now, this is crucial as well. 
this is having somebody like Jorge Lorenzo who won all of, well, of the last decade, he won all of Yamaha's titles. He won in 2010, he won in 2012, and he won in 2015 as well. So he, he is the key man who knows how to extract the pace from a Yamaha motorcycle in the last 10 years. If you go back to the previous decade, of course, it's Valentino Rossi. So they have the they have the knowledge and they have the ability uh, and they have the they also have the legacy within the team now. With having Valentino Rossi and Jorge Lorenzo within the Yamaha setup, hopefully long term, that gives a kind of memory of the good days of Yamaha and how they can get back to those. Because the last couple of seasons have been difficult for Yamaha. They've clearly not had the consistent pace at every track like their rivals have, and it's really held back uh, their riders. So they've got the right riders. I think Vinales can be quick enough, Quartararo can certainly be quick enough, but they need the bike underneath them. And to have two old heads like Rossi and Lorenzo uh, is very exciting indeed. Now, let's get on to why. Why have Yamaha decided to put it, you know, sew up their rider lineup so early? Why would you do that when there's going to be so many riders out of contract? Well, First of all, clearly they felt like they had they had the best riders that they could get hold of within their own camp and that they wanted to hang on to them. Now, there was a big threat coming from Bologna. The Ducati factory in Bologna were publicly very, very keen on acquiring the services of both Maverick Vinales and Fabio Quartararo. There was a, a very real risk of both of these riders being poached by the Italian factory. And with Rossi heading towards retirement, that left Yamaha a very empty place indeed. So I think Lynn Jarvis and the Yamaha um, the Yamaha Racing uh, Corporation had to act quick. They had to secure their future. They had to make sure that the next few years were steady and safe because they need to be absolutely perfect in every detail to be able to take the fight to Mark Marquez, who is arguably one of the, well, arguably the finest MotoGP rider ever uh, in its history. He's so dominant at the moment. Um, the last guy that was so dominant would have been uh, would have been Valentino Rossi in the early 2000s. But we haven't seen someone of that level of dominance since then, and we're 20 years on from that now as well. Funny to say that, isn't it? Um, uh, and Rossi's still around. So I think that was very, very important uh, for uh, Yamaha to make sure that they had Quartararo and Vinales safely in, uh, in, in the camp. Of course, it also gives continuity as well because Vinales will be heading uh, into his fourth season with the team. Valentino Rossi has, has raced with Yamaha apart from two years since 2004. Jorge Lorenzo has been there uh, from 2008 until 2000 and oh now what was it 2007 uh, 2016 sorry and then he went to Ducati for two years and then Honda there we go I have to remember where Lorenzo's gone so they've got a lot of experience uh, and so that continuity I think is going to be an absolute key for Yamaha to to get back up to the top I think they're doing everything right to get themselves back up to the place where they need to be. Is it too early? Well, um, I actually, uh, normally I would say yes. Normally I would say keep your options open, see who's going to come out of, you know, who's going to come out of, well, Honda looks pretty set, but, you know, you, you could have Alex Rins, you could have Juan, you know, Juan Mir, you could have Crutchlow, you could have whoever you want, but 
clearly they've seen enough between both Quartararo and Vinales that they feel like those are the two guys uh, for the job. And they've had to fend off um, the approaches um, from Ducati and possibly some other manufacturers as well. I must say, this gives us a lot of things to be excited about uh, in MotoGP. Now, I am, I'm, I'm, I must admit, I'm an enormous Valentino Rossi fan, and Valentino Rossi is almost solely responsible for why I was captured by MotoGP um, nearly, a, well, yeah, about a decade ago now, since I got involved uh, uh, in MotoGP. And... Valentino Rossi will always be an important part of, of the sport, but this sport, any sport, will always move on. And I think Yamaha making this move and you know making sure they've got two exciting, both really young guys, particularly Quartararo, but Vinales is still very young, um, signing them up for the future, having the continuity, and also having the commitment to the sport for a number of years ahead is a very good thing uh, for the sport in general. And I think it sends a message to the paddock that Yamaha are still there to stay in the post-Rossi era and are there to win. Also, what is great to see is that Valentino Rossi has now publicly said that there is basically an open option for him. So if he wishes to continue, there will be a bike waiting there for him. And I suspect if Yamaha have a good winter if they've come into the the 2020 season with a fast bike you know we saw it last year Maverick Vinales was not necessarily quicker than Valentino Rossi last year the results aren't all that different through the 2019 season so with a quick bike Rossi could put some good results on the table in the first few months and of course that's going to be the perfect motivation for him to carry on uh, in the sport uh, well into his 40s, which is quite uh, quite extraordinary. But clearly, there's one thing for sure with Valentino Rossi, his fitness is not in question whatsoever. Um, he's never, you know, fitness has never been an issue for Valentino Rossi. And certainly speed on the bike doesn't appear to be an issue either. So, let's see. Um, MotoGP testing is not far uh, around the corner um, they'll be off to Sepang in Malaysia to turn some laps there um, getting themselves ready for the season um, often the lap times in testing it's hard to draw much from them sometimes but you never know you get the odd surprises here uh, here and there so you can watch all of that on the MotoGP.com website if you've got the video pass uh, I'd highly recommend the video pass for the season it means that you can watch any race any practice any qualifying anywhere in the world from your phone your laptop your smart tv anything like that it's a it's a brilliant uh it's a brilliant service thanks very much uh for listening to this episode i, I really appreciate it and i hope you've enjoyed listening to uh, yamaha's big uh, big news uh you can get in touch with me uh on the program um via my website which is peter motorsport.com uh also follow us on instagram which is at peter motorsport we also have our Facebook page, which is the Peter Mackay Motorsport Podcast. And finally, don't forget to subscribe on your chosen podcast platform, and then you'll get a little notification on your device whenever a new episode pops up. So thank you very much for listening, and I look forward to speaking to you again very soon. <laughs>